The bad news is a favorite Louisville event has been canceled for the second year in a row. But there's some good news in there, too. And we'll chat about both coming up next on the Access Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Brooke Timmons. Hi there. Marty Finley. How's it going? And Jason Thomas. What it is. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Well, sort of. I have to admit, I took a few weeks off there. Uh, first, <laughs> I know. I know. I feel bad about it. First, I was on vacation, which was lovely. Uh, I drove to visit my mom in Florida, uh, and she's been vaccinated, so it was very safe. Um, and uh, then I, uh, after that, I came back and just had a ton of work to do to catch up on, you know, from being out of town. So, uh, so I had to put it off last week, too. But we're back here and hopefully on schedule. We've got plenty to talk about today. Um, As I teased in the intro there, uh, the news today, March 4th, is that Forecastle has been canceled for another year. Uh, The music festival posted about it today on its website. Oddly enough, it didn't mention the pandemic uh, when it was uh, stating that it was going to close, but uh, I have to imagine that's a part of the news. Uh, The good news here, at least I think it's good news, is that it's coming back next year on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, And and the way they worded it, it kind of sounded like they were going to stay on Memorial Day weekend. Uh, So I think that's great news because, uh, man, I've had some hot forecastles over the years. I think Memorial Day weekend will be very pleasant. Uh, So, uh, yeah, what do you guys think of the new weekend? Uh, Jason, I'll start with you on this one. Oh, I'm all for it. You know, I've uh, experienced some pretty... uh, sweaty forecastles in the past so um it can just be unbearably hot and there's really not many places to escape the sun unless you have like a vip in the in the bourbon yeah, area or whatever bourbon so, lodge, it's the only place to yeah get a I don't know. yeah i'm kind of yeah i'm on the, I, I go back and forth there's, there's something enjoyable about the summer heat sometimes and mm-hmm. you know soaking in a concert and having a beer but i don't know it's um who are you really kidding though? It's, it's always hot around here in certain times. I don't know if really Memorial day weekend is going to be too much of a difference. We'll probably have a, a huge a heat bad. wave every year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I think like I support it, still pretty hot. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not what June one is usually in June or July. So it's, it's just July. Not, July. Yeah. Right? yeah, July, yeah so there's been times when I've not gone to forecastle early in the day because i knew it was going to be hot and i even if i wanted to see a band there i would say nah they're not worth standing in 100 degree temperatures so gotta poke over the dough man (laughs) but it's because i'm you know kind of old and just not just not so hardcore anymore i'm sure the kids say whatever they'll just go brooke what do you think of the new date i love the change of date um I think that May will, even though it's still in that, you know, early, it's not quite summer yet. It's still considered spring. Um, I think it will be a little bit lighter on the temperatures. So I'm, I'm excited about it. So also it's built into that like extra day of your weekend. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You get an extra day. That's nice. Like um, 
sometimes I would take off on the Monday after Forecastle. And yeah. I think um, our photographer, Chris Fryer, called me a lightweight one time because I took <laughs> off on the Monday after Forecastle. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think it's good. Uh, you know who won't like it probably uh, is uh, Abbey Road on the River. Isn't that a week? Isn't oh, that a yeah. Memorial Day? It is. That's it is. True. And they used to be on the Louisville side, but they've since moved they went to, to Indiana. So park. yeah, I didn't think about that. That could be a little competition. I think could there's be. enough music love and people. Of it's different a different crowd. It is a different crowd. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely the, the older crowd there. What mm-hmm. it might put, uh, you know, what it might cause an issue with is hotels in the area, though. So with mm-hmm. people coming in town, or it might be even better, filled to the brim, even better. Yeah, like, it could be like Derby. It'd be really yeah. good for Airbnb host. I was going to uh, ask about <laughs> Derby though. It's it's kind of close to derby do you think there might be festival party fatigue with it being kind of close nah, or is it like kind of like a party months yeah. we've had an entire year off i think people are ready huh ready to book off this calendar yeah <laughs> we're going to talk about derby later in the show by the way so stay tuned for that but uh marty i don't know you I, you haven't gone to forecastle have you or, or have no you? i'm not a i'm not a music festival guy i love music but i'm more of a go to a venue and you know, a smaller venue type of guy. So, but I did, yeah, but yeah, I I'm, like them both. I'm just not the stand in, in line and stay all day at a at a music yeah, festival guy. It it's is just a not long me. day. Yeah. Um, but I do think the you know what uh, Burke said about you know having a built-in day, a long weekend. Plus, it's a little bit. It'll be a little bit cooler than you know the previous window. I think it'll be better in the long run, probably. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the extra day, do you think that they will? you know, maybe extend it, maybe not do Friday, do Monday, you know, or mm. a fourth day, or it was purely speculation here. Yeah, they hadn't said, but uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I, mm. I, I wonder if they're talking about that. Um, let me put this there out there. Do you think summer festivals are totally done now? I mean, like they're so crowded. I mean, are people going to be shy about coming to them or are kids going to be like, whatever. <laughs> and they're just going to go to festivals and the promoters are like, whatever, if kids are coming. <laughs> I think the, I think the youths are going to be like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But also, I've never think- known kids to be reckless. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't heat supposed to kill COVID anyway? Frank? Yeah. It's usually better. <laughs> I, think. I think that, uh, Music festivals are, even though there are still a ton of people and you're going to come in contact with a lot of people, they're more spaced out than a regular traditional concert where mm-hmm. you're kind of packed in like sardines, you know, edge to edge and seats. Indoors, so at least, yeah. Yeah, indoors. Mm-hmm. So at least the music festivals are stretched out and you have a little bit more space to, to roam. Yeah. So yeah. I honestly think that might be an uptick for them. Yeah, you, you can know? get out. Like if you're at Forecastle, you can go to what's called Kentucky Landing and like lay down and no one is within 20 feet of you. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I mean, even on the, the main there. stage, uh, I was with a friend, we watched death cab for cutie laid a blanket out and ended up like taking a nap. Yeah. You can like, stay. That was the main that. stage. Yeah. Yeah. Except for, uh, who's that country dude with the real big beard when he was there, Chris that was Stapleton. one hell of a crowd. No, Chris Stapleton. It was Chris Stapleton. Yeah. He's awesome. Uh, well, I don't he's, think there was any Kentucky room. guys. Yeah. He's a Kentucky <laughs> guy. I don't think there's any room to walk around. <laughs> Uh, when he was there but most acts yeah you're right you can kind of stretch out yeah, um, it's kind of right a passage for summer you know with these concerts are kind of synonymous to summer so i don't i don't see him going anywhere in the long run yeah 
Yeah, you're probably right. I'm just being paranoid. Um, <laughs> Marty, I think we've had this conversation before. Uh, do you guys prefer to have, like, do you prefer to be in, like, the crowd packed uh, at, a, at a concert, or do you prefer to be, like, on the edges of a concert? Marty, I'll go to you on that one. It really depends on the act. Um, yeah, I've been in mosh pits and I'm in the front row and I've been <laughs> hanging back, you know, toward the kind of the edge. I try to get on the, I, I often get on the kind of the perimeter, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the, maybe the front third of the crowd. I've seen a bunch of shows at headliners and that venue's tiny. So even if you're back, you're still pretty close to the band, but you know, I've been, you know, right up against the stage there more than mm-hmm. once um, for some, for some different acts. So it really depends. Like um, it's very, well, maybe not anymore, but when I was younger, if it was a very like high energy band, I'd probably be closer to the stage. Um, I saw Sunbolt there who were a little bit more laid back and I was like pretty far back, mm-hmm. just kind of hanging out on the perimeter and just kind of, you know, enjoying it like that. But so it really depends on the act and what kind of band it is. I'm kind of the same way. There's only a few bands that I will go to the front for. Um, that I have same. gone from for. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I, it depends on the band and who it is. Uh, I saw Foo Fighters at Bourbon and Beyond, and I wanted Dave Grohl to sweat on me. So uh, <laughs> gross. I, was, I mean, not really. Come on. <laughs> but I was I was trying to get you know close to see see the band. But you know, some other bands, I'm fine laying a blanket out in the back and letting everyone else you know sweat all over each other in the front. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Jason? Yeah, I'm kind of with you guys. It kind of depends on who it is. And, you know, back in the day, yeah, I was all about getting into the thick of it. But mm-hmm. I'm more inclined to kind of chill now and just kind of relax and enjoy the show. Last, yep. The last forecast I went to, speaking of forecasts, I think it was 2019, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So Nelly was there. So, you know, Nelly, like, I was, was kind of back in the day. I did, I Man, I'm so sorry I missed that. I think it was hot. <laughs> so I, I felt really out of place and really awkward, but damn it, I was up there. <laughs> I really wanted to see Nelly. I can't believe I passed on Nelly. Of regrets. <laughs> was that a daytime <laughs> thing? Do you remember? Yeah, but, yeah, speaking of the heat, I mean, it was so damn hot. <laughs> right after we went to the know. Bourbon Lounge and just like sat there for two hours, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's many acts that I'm like, I'm not showing up at three o'clock in the afternoon because I will be there till 11 o'clock and I'm not staying that long. Yeah. Um, Marty named a band that he saw up close and personal. So you guys do the same. What's a band that you saw that you've gotten in the pit for? It's worth it to get in the pit. Brooke said Foo Fighters, but say one more. I did say, oh, Foo Fighters. Um, gosh, I can't remember. I think I was pretty much in the thick of it for Chris Stapleton. Um, Are you? Good for you. I was kind of uh, on the back. The Killers. I was up. I was up front oh. for the Killers. Um, there's a smaller group called Fantagram. Got pretty close for them. So oh, fun. Yeah, I hadn't heard from them in a while. Um, how about you, Jason? You got mm-hmm. one? I'm trying to think. The Guns N' Roses was in town a couple of years ago uh, at the Yum Center. So um, that was my band growing up. Yeah, same here. <laughs> to admit it now, but <laughs> they yeah. were the band back. It was actually the first concert I ever. Went Especially to. you I'm being an Indiana kid. Oh yeah, man, love yeah. Guns and Roses. I bet. Yeah, so. man. Yeah, we grew up with Guns and Roses. So yeah, I got I got pretty close for that one. So yeah, yeah memory lane there. Um, Marty, you got another one? 
Yeah, um, Mastodon is a bit, I'm a big fan of oh, theirs. Hell yeah. I, was, <laughs> I saw them in like 2004, so I think they were they were actually opening for Slayer. That and, was a uh, young party then. That was a really fun. The funny thing was, there was a dude in the mosh pit with a full suit on. He had a suit and tie on. It was hilarious. Like he's in the <laughs> mosh pit at a Mastodon Slayer show in a full suit. I was like, well, hats off to that guy because it's really hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> and he's ruining his suit. And he was like raging too. It was great. He was like totally raging. So it was, oh, yeah. it was great. I, I saw T Pain at Forecastle on the oh, ocean stage and was nice. standing next to someone in a chicken suit. So, I mean, really, <laughs> it's. <laughs> now i did go through the phase of going to like uh you know phoenix hill and the cover bands they would oh, kind of incite bands, it. Yeah, like yes. i don't know if you ever heard of almost noah back in the day but man, oh god they were like the biggest I, cover I band I in the remember city. the name I, probably oh, from god. radio commercials <laughs> there were some ragers at phoenix hill with those guys yeah you. i went to phoenix hill not maybe not during its heyday but kind of in the early 2000s and that's right when I was like turning bar age and uh, went to some some bad cover band shows. Um, man, those kind of bars. Uh, I've gotten up front for I got up front for Smashing Pumpkins. I really liked them growing up. And I thought it, yeah, yep. I thought it was fun. And I remember like, you know, just being like right there's Billy Corgan right there, like 10 feet from me or whatever. He was sweating and, on you, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he probably was. Uh, and then um, Outcast, I'm a big fan of them. And it was the wildest kind of show I went to because there was this drunk dude in front of us and he snuck in his own bottle of whiskey and he was getting fighty. <laughs> and uh, fighty. fighty. <laughs> yeah. And he was I'm stealing that. He was. Um, <laughs> It, thankfully not team. with me or, or or anybody i was with but he was getting in a fight with someone in front of him and it, and like we were like great show are we gonna die <laughs> because this guy was like <laughs> losing it and he had a bottle of liquor and he was ready to use it so that was in forecastle too i guess he snuck it in um but uh he was uh getting pretty wild um anyway enough reminiscing what do we what else do we have here um speaking of concerts jason you just had a story about uh, the yum center having its first live event scheduled since the beginning of the pandemic what's going on there yeah the uh the professional bull riders uh association is gonna obviously a staple of, uh, <laughs> if you know that thing touring <laughs> acts uh, in america <laughs> Hey, it's whatever it takes, man. The PBR Louisville Invitational. It's going to be held later this month, March 27th and 28th. So, you know, obviously it marks a return, like you said, of touring acts. The last touring act at the Yum Center was the Lumineers on March 10th, 2020. Speaking of mosh pits. So, yeah, I'm sure there were plenty of those during that concert. But <laughs> I bet that was a weird concert because that's right when everything started getting weird. <laughs> so, right. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're obviously doing, you know, um, they got precautions in place, protocols, that kind of thing. But uh, you know, it's a pretty big deal, I think. To, you know, yeah, just kind of like we knew it was going to happen eventually, where you know live shows were going to come back. When yeah. did you say that was scheduled, or did you say that uh, March twenty seventh and the twentieth? It's pretty soon. Yeah, so, just yeah. <laughs> uh, they've of course been having basketball at the Yum Center too, so it's right. not like the first event at the Yum Center, but the first like tour event touring event that we've seen this right time, so. it got me thinking too yeah i wonder speaking of bars and things like head, uh, you know headliners and um zanzibar and you know if they're gonna start maybe doing some live music soon mm -hmm. i know 
I saw uh, 21st Amendment in Germantown area is doing a, a big show for their second anniversary. I think that's coming up really soon. So, you know, wondering if some of these restrictions are starting to loosen up a little bit. Yeah, um, I would think so. Um, maybe, you know, it's probably hard for acts to tour, but I think some of the smaller local bars have been at least having live music from like mm-hmm. local musicians and stuff this whole time. Um, I'm not much of a bar goer, especially since the pandemic started, but uh, yeah. I, I don't think it's been completely, live music's been completely gone. Like stuff mm-hmm. like Diamond Station and, uh, or not Diamond Station, God, that's an old man reference, uh, <laughs> Diamonds. Uh, and uh, um, another one that I remember hearing about. So there's been a couple yeah. of little things, but mm-hmm. uh, I would think it would be coming back for, for Headliners and Zanzibar pretty soon too. I don't think so. Um, let's see here. Where'd that script go? Oh, also, Louder Than Life is going down. So we were talking about Forecastle. Louder Than Life is going down in September, which you would think, hopefully, things uh, are a lot more chill in September uh, with, uh, with the coronavirus, um, considering that they're saying that any, any adult who wants the vaccine is going to be able to get it uh, by this summer. So, um, so that would indicate that uh, maybe some concerts are coming back. It's weird that Louder Than Life is going forward, but Forecastle isn't. Uh, also, Forecastle didn't mention the pandemic. So I wonder if maybe there's a whole thing going on with Live Nation, um, you know, and they're just kind of reassessing what they can and can't do. But, um, but yeah, do you guys think you'll be going to, uh, to Louder Than Life? Marty, you're the metal guy around here. <laughs> And they were going to have Metallica last year. You were going. Yeah, to I was really oh, excited yeah, about Metallica. I was supposed to see Sturgill Simpson at uh, the Yum Center and Metallica, and neither one of them happened. So. Oh man, it's really really bummed. Um, no, I don't know. It just really depends. I think September. I'm hoping things will look a lot better than they do now, and they're already looking a lot better than they did two or three months ago with mm-hmm. cases and uh, positivity rate uh, is down below five percent in Kentucky now. Um, so. I don't really, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in who the lineup will be. I don't expect Metallica to be back on the bill, but who knows? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it really just depends. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be too eager to go jump in with thousands of people in a mosh pit anytime soon, even and with, louder than life even with the vaccines. Huge. Like, it's, yeah, so, it's a big yeah. event. Yeah. I think it's the three of, of the uh, Danny Wimmer presents. It's, I think, far and away the biggest in terms of attendance. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah. It totally so, is. So probably the, not, probably was that not, at the fairgrounds this year. Yeah, it was at the fairgrounds yes. in 2019. Yeah. So probably not this year. Maybe next year. We'll we'll see. I'll probably skip it this year though. <laughs> the but I fair, wish them the best. Yeah, yeah. The um the Metallica thing that was a bummer. We lost that show. Yeah. Um, because I remember like Metallica originally said they were going to go, and then they canceled some shows unrelated to COVID. And then uh, James Hetfield was in rehab. Yeah, that was it. I didn't want to say who it was. I couldn't remember. Uh, James Hetfield was in rehab. So they canceled some shows, but then they put some shows back on the calendar, but then louder than life itself got canceled. So that was a roller coaster. Um, let's Ooh, see. Speaking of a show, Metallica. Oh crap. That was a great show. Oh, did you see Metallica? They actually, when they played with Guns N' Roses at the old Hoosier Oh, my Dome, God. Like, that was the oh, tour. Wow. That, and Guns I was a huge GNR fan. Like, they, yeah. like, screwed up bad on yeah. that tour, I think. They, like, 
Metallica, Metallica was totally opened. professional, and Guns yeah, Roses was right. like drunk and hurt himself. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I came away a huge Metallica fan after that. I was a big GNR fan, but Metallica went first, and then Guns N' Roses was second. I'm like, yeah, man, Metallica just blew him out of the water. Yeah, everybody was saying that. Like Metallica was so good back then. That was probably around the time uh, Black Album came out, right? Yeah, yeah, it was probably early '90s or something. Yeah, it's like '91, I think. Now, Marty, have you ever seen Metallica? I've not. I've seen. Um, I've seen some of the other thrash metal bands, including Slayer, but mm-hmm. I have not seen. Um, I've not seen Metallica. That's so, got to be on your to do list. Then. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I saw Tool, which was on my list when they came to the Yum Center in 2019. And I said beside a lady who said her first show was Master of Puppets Tour. And what was that, 86, 87? So wow. it was like, oh. I was like, well, my first show was Travis Tread in 1990. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got me beat, lady. We've- <laughs> no offense to Travis no and later, <laughs> Marty. Oh, you get a fantastic elevator derby. <laughs> yeah, I really in an elevator derby two years ago. So, uh, it's all come. It's oh all yeah, I've met Travis Tritt at Derby several times. He's, like yeah, he's a big nice derby guy. guy. He's a so no offense, no offense to Travis Tritt. I just like Metallica better. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah. We've talked about my first concert, which was the Gin Blossoms. So. <laughs> Apologies for anybody who just got hate jealousy. Hate jealousy came on uh, randomly the other day, and I was like, "Oh, David, David's first concert." <laughs> I did like that song when it came out. Yeah, it was a catchy little tune. Come on, <laughs> um, let's see here. Let's switch gears. We'll talk about uh, some more good news. A new flight uh, out at uh, Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Uh, Marty, what's going on there? Yeah, it's actually several new flights. Yeah, it's a new flight and a new airline, right? New airline, yeah. So, um, you know, we had heard some rumblings. Actually, I was hearing rumblings before the announcement that Spirit Airlines was going to be announced. That was announced, I believe, last week or the week before, maybe the week before. And then uh, we did a follow-up story last week. Um, But, yeah, so Spirit is one of the the lower fare options out there. Um, As I understand it, they went through some leadership structural changes. They've made some changes with their – um, you know, actual aircraft. Um, and so they are uh, making an investment in Louisville. They're going to launch on May 27th, daily flight to uh, daily flights to Las Vegas, Los Angeles, and then Orlando and Fort Lauderdale. Um, so, um, you know, we've got flights to uh, a few of those cities, including Orlando and Las Vegas is among our uh, yearly most popular destinations. Uh, but Los Angeles um you know, it was one that we got back in 2019, I believe, mm-hmm. to American Airlines. But then they suspended that flight back last year during the pandemic. And then in summer, they actually canceled it. Just quietly, were, right? Like, very, very, very quietly canceled it. And the only reason that we realized this last was when I saw the Spirit announcement. It said that they would be the only LAX flight out of uh, Louisville. So I called the airport and I was like, is this true? Because I thought the American Airlines... Um, flight was still a go. I thought maybe it had been, you know, put on hold, but it had not been canceled, but they confirmed it's been canceled. So yeah. starting May 27th, we will have a nonstop to the West Coast again. Um, and I believe that's, like I said, a daily daily service to LAX and Las Vegas, Orlando, and Fort Lauderdale. Um, yeah. The big thing that Spirit was playing over Fort Lauderdale was you can get, once you're in Fort Lauderdale, you can quickly get to the Caribbean and to Latin America. Mm-hmm. Um with a flight from Fort Lauderdale. So that's one thing that uh, Dan Mann, the executive director of the airport was telling me is that that could bring in some new leisure travel 
you know, people that want to get to Latin America quickly, they may go through Louisville, go through Fort Lauderdale or Spirit to get there. So we're hoping that'll open up some new, uh, new customer base for them. So, yeah, but they seem really excited about it. And, you know, I don't know the last time, maybe, maybe when Allegiant launched, um, it's been a while since we've had a new airline launch and a few years since we've had a new airline launch at, uh, SDF. So it's good. It's big news, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully signaling things to come. Um, You've written about how the airport's done during the pandemic. I know that right at the beginning, uh, things really tanked, but yeah. at least your travel's been back, right? Like, Yeah, it's coming back. I don't have uh, the most recent figures. I believe that they got back up into the 30 40% of capacity, maybe even 50%, maybe during mm-hmm. the summertime. Of course, it nosedived to basically nothing. I think it was uh, what I was seeing, not only in Louisville, but nationwide was you know, flights were down over 90%. So like basically in single digits, mm-hmm. basically, basically it was just air travel was grounded for, you know, two or three months there. And um, when all the heavy restrictions came in and there's still a ton of uncertainty about how long this would last, um, you know, we saw some trickling back in the summertime with warmer weather. Plus um, some of the restrictions were lifted or not lifted, but they were eased. And certain places, some things opened back up back in um, May and June of 2020. So, yeah, some leisure travel has come back. Uh, I think things have maybe slowed down a little bit after the, the holidays again. Um, from what I understand, early winter, like January, February, typically are slow months anyway for yeah. travel. But business travel is still pretty much grounded. Not a lot of international travel, if any. So, which we don't have a ton of international travel out of SDF anyway, but. Um, but in, and there's really no idea when business travel will come back in any level, but there are seeing some leisure travel. And I think that's what uh, spirit is seeing is that there's some business to grab here in the leisure markets in the short term yeah. and hopefully long term. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any flights booked, uh, for later this year? I do. I just booked one to, uh, Yellowstone. I'm going there in, uh, in the summer and i'm like jealous i know i figure awesome. it's still covid time so i'd go somewhere outdoorsy and i've never been to yellowstone and uh you know hopefully i'll have be vaccinated by then uh by the time i get on the plane uh but uh you know uh I, I, are you guys kind of holding off until you till you know that's travels you know back to being safe broke out stuff yeah, I, I would say I'm probably holding off until I know that things are safe and it's, you know, what the CDC is recommending, you know, you know, personal travel is is a go. Um, so that's kind of where I am. Um, I'm planning a trip to Hawaii and it might get pushed mm. to 2022. But like, I, you know, I'm going with several friends and we're like, let we got to let's get out of here. Like, <laughs> oh, I'd be awesome. We're going cool. like all out. We, I was going to say, you guys are messing night. around. We are not messing around. That's how around. you do like, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're coming out like a lit rocket. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, we're thinking like 12 to 14 days, multiple islands. Uh, so we're doing that. And then I have a ton of other just like little trips that I'm just like, and I'm going here, and then I'm going here, and then I'm going here. <laughs> so. uh, it's. All right. Uh, let's switch gears here. Uh, Marty, let's talk about this big hotel project over at Churchill Downs. They, they downsized that, right? What happened? Yeah, well, technically they haven't yet, but they're talking about it. When they, uh, they're in their fourth quarter in 2020 uh, wrap-up earnings call, mm-hmm. uh, the CEO, Bill Carstangen, was kind of brought that up. 
they were talking about a couple different projects that had been sort of on hold, but they had put that one on hold last year because of the pandemic. And, um, you know, it was a $300 million project. Uh, you've got a hotel, uh, pretty high-end hotel with the historical racing machines. So those are the slot-like machines that recently were made legal after the Supreme Court sort of said they were kind of sort of illegal uh, under the, the current reading of the law. So uh, they're moving forward with that now, um, or it appears they are, but they, uh, the way that um, uh, the CEO talked about it is that they want to do it more cost-effective, which would indicate that, you know, you're going to have to downsize it some for to make it, to make it more cost-effective. So I don't, you know, they're supposed to give us more of an idea of what the revisions will be in the next few months. Hoping maybe during you know in the next quarter they'll have mm. some more details, but um, yeah, it sounds like they want to they kind of want to bring that in a little bit. Um, to to what extent I don't know. I don't know if we're looking at a project half the size or half the price, or so we're going to come down just a little bit. But you know the goal is to uh, to try to rein in some of those costs. I mean they have taken a hit, a financial hit um, because of of COVID and you know most of the racing last year. Uh, I think their their gaming business or Online wagering did really well for them, but they saw a hit on both Casino and Churchill Downs itself because they didn't have any spectators at uh, at the Derby, or very few. They only had a few people at Derby last year. So, um, you know, they have taken a little, little bit of a financial hit. So that might that's probably playing a part of it. But, you know, they're also just taking a look at it and saying maybe this isn't – we don't need this big of a project either. So, mm-hmm. you know, really don't know – like I said, don't know how much – we're going to scale it down, but I'm, I'm anticipating it will be smaller than, you know, what they came out with uh, back in 2019 or whenever that was announced. I believe it was 2019. So, Marty, it sounds like Derby is going to happen in May, right? Like that's yes. that's what all the indication has been. Yeah, I mean, barring something really crazy happening, it sounds like it's pretty much set in stone May 1st. Uh, I mean, nothing's really set in stone right now, but this looks as close as being set in stone as you could hope for mm-hmm. uh, and you're only now what less than two months out from derby believe it or not um, having derby at labor day makes it seem really close or seems really close yeah, together because they are but um yeah they're moving forward and actually after uh, governor Bashir came out and said a number of businesses including venues uh, could move to 60 percent capacity if they can social distance now they're looking at potentially upping their reserve seating or, so which is mostly indoor seating uh, looking at maybe doing 60%, they were looking at 40 to 50% before. Now that's not, that's not 40 to 50% of the entire Derby crowd. That's just the reserved seating. That's not general admission. So that would be more like with 40 to 50, that'd be more like 20 to 30,000 people. So mm-hmm. whereas half of Derby would be like 80,000 or 85,000. So still much smaller than, um, that you, I would say, like if you get up to sixty, they haven't given us any numbers, but you'd probably be closer to like thirty crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, thirty is usually about forty five thousand. So and that's uh, no slouch. I mean, that's a and that's crowd. no slouch. But yeah. a lot, you know, like I said, a lot of this is going to be the reserved box seating, so it's not going to be forty five thousand people out on the paddock and in the infield. Um, that's one thing we don't know yet if they're going to do any general admission seating, uh, which is a lot of the what you see just the people walking around. Um, so it would still be kind of odd if there's no general admission at all, but uh, we it looked like we're going to have at least, you know, probably at least 20 or 30,000 people at Derby this year. I bet it'd be and maybe so more. 
like it'd be so different with no general admission. I mean, just with no people yeah. walking around, you know. I mean, so I mean, I'm sure the reserve seats. seating people can get out and walk around some, but yeah, but it just but won't I don't be know how much I don't know how much they actually will be. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so stay tuned on that. <laughs> but yeah, everything we've been told, they're they're um, they're they're sticking with the May first date. You know, they took. I think it was something like a hundred twenty million dollar hit last year. Mm. moving it so wow. and i mean that's that's not all because of the relocation of the date but certainly that that was a factor on top of other things such as you know no, no, no fans yeah so. but it just kind of threw everything off so they're wanting to really try to keep that traditional window that calendar date it'll still be way different than a typical year but a little bit more normal than than it was last year i would i would think all right. Well, that's all we have for you this week. We will sign off and stop talking your ear off there. <laughs> and of course, you can find this podcast on popular podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Uh, that's all we have for you. Uh, thank you very much, Brooke, Jason, and Marty. And thank you guys for listening at home. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. See you.